This is Arab Talk on KPOO 89.5 FM in San Francisco. This is Arab Talk with Jess and Jamal. I'm Jess Khanem. And I'm Jamal Dejani. Jamal, we have a really interesting show today. We've got a lot to talk about. First and foremost, we're going to talk about the occupation Israeli apartheid forces raid on Palestinian civil society offices uh, throughout the West Bank. It's uh, pretty devastating. Yet another attempt to undermine, destroy, disempower, and disenfranchise uh, Palestinian civil society. So it's a big story back in Palestine. We're going to be covering it. And then we're going to also cover some of the um, interesting comments from President uh, Abu Mazen, Mahmoud Abbas of the Palestinian Authority. He was giving a talk in Germany and, and spoke about how Israeli occupation forces have basically committed 50 holocausts. And Olaf Schultz, the uh, German prime minister, for whatever reason, became outraged by this comment. We're going to talk a little bit about that in our show today. So there's a lot to cover. That's right, Jess. So this is a story actually we've discussed. uh, Israel's basically targeting Palestinian civil society. Last time we've hosted one of... uh, the representatives from from uh, Damir actually to talk right. about that when Israel declared uh, several Palestinian NGOs as terrorist uh, organizations. So to up the ante, Israel last Thursday raided the offices of the seven Palestinian civil society advocacy groups. They destroyed equipment, transacted files, and then sealed uh, sealed the doors shut. This, of course, follows the Defense Minister Benny Gantz's blanket designation, which we talked about in October 2021, of the groups as illegal with vague accusation of terrorism. All the groups, of course, deny this, and nine uh, European countries have refused to stop cooperating with the Palestinian NGOs, citing lack of evidence. In fact, Michelle Bachelet, the UN's High Commissioner for Human Rights, stated that the groups are some of the most reputable human rights and humanitarian groups in the occupied Palestinian territory and for decades have worked closely with the UN. The groups targeted are Ad-Damir for Prisoner Care and Human Rights, Al-Haq, Bissan Center for Research and Development, the Union of Palestinian Women's Committees, the Union of Agricultural Work Committees, the Defense for Children International Palestine, and the Union of Health Work Committees. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, Jess. I mean, we've we've talked about this, but I've just actually made a very simple statement when you think about it. I mean, when you first designate Palestinian civil society as... uh, terror groups, you shut down their office, uh, offices so now you don't have any anyone watching what you're doing, uh, all the violations that apartheid Israel commits on a daily basis. What message do you send besides basically when you label Palestinian human rights organizations as terror groups, what you're doing is labeling all Palestinians Absolutely. as such. Absolutely. Thus giving... Israel, the pretext to continue its ethnic cleansing practices unabated and without uh, accountability. I mean, if you you just say, 
like all Palestinian institutions are, are terror groups. <laughs> you, you're every, every single day, I mean, you've designating, designated every single Palestinian as a terrorist, which means if you kill a Palestinian, that's okay under Israeli right. law because you're, you're allowed to extrajudicially murder Palestinians. Uh, there's no law that will protect them. And now you're shutting down the offices so you don't have people working, documenting all these violations on a, on a, on a daily basis. Well, let's put this in the larger uh, context, Jamal, something we've been talking about on Arab Talk for a long time now. The broader context to help us understand why this is happening now is that, uh, you know, for this last year or so now, we've had large international organizations designated uh, the state of Israel as an apartheid state. So this is, you know, multiple international organizations from the United States and Europe, and actually uh, at least one Israeli organization, they've come to the conclusion that Israel's practices against Palestinians and in Palestine uh, amount to an apartheid state. So they're, they're in this context now where they've been confronting international condemnation of its apartheid practices. So that's number one. Number two, we've talked about this also. This is in the context of an upcoming election uh, in the apartheid state with the, uh, I'm using this word kind of very ironically, the resurrection of Benjamin Netanyahu, who could very well be the next prime minister uh, of the apartheid state, which would be beyond bizarre and ironic. So you see the current uh, apartheid regime kind of struggling right now. Uh, with, you know, what to do politically, being somewhat rudderless. Um, they use it as an opportunity to shut down Palestinian, attempt to shut down Palestinian civil society. As you said, the aspect of civil society that documents very carefully human rights violations, violations against uh, uh, basically children who who are being um, detained uh, without representation and tortured, uh, in their military system, as well as a whole host of legal and uh, health-related uh, civil society NGOs. It's really, really, really beyond the pale. It's it's bizarre from a human rights perspective that they would do it, but from the apartheid regime, which, what else are they going to do, Jamal? What else well, are they going to do right now? I mean, I mean, I mean, well, the the, the interesting thing is that Nobody is buying it. I mean, of course not. regardless, and 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 uh, the facts show uh, that these groups they are just doing their work. In fact, as I've mentioned earlier, they receive funding from the European Union, several European Union countries, and, and the United States, and, and the they, United States. They, they receive funding, and 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 to uh, to comment on the United States, and this is something that actually. Right. It was leaked, I guess, to the Guardian. The CIA is unable to corroborate Israel's terror label for these groups. And this is, and I'm quoting here, the CIA report doesn't say that the groups are guilty of anything. This is according to a confidential source that uh, spoke to the Guardian. The assessment, this is an assessment that was highly classified. Uh, the classified assessment mirrors the findings of uh, European governments that were also shown 
dossiers of Israeli evidence uh, last month, you know, nine member states of the European Union said in a joint statement, no substantial information was received from Israel that would justify reviewing our policy toward the six Palestinian NGOs. Of course. So, so listen, uh, numerous states, including Israel, including allies of Israel, have rejected the terror designation as unfounded. This is when they put this out uh, back in October 2021. But it's really disappointing. So here is, I'm quoting here from a press conference from Ned Price, the spokesperson for the State Department, because still Israel's lobby in this country with so much power that, that the State Department, they are terrified to call to call it what it is, lies, fabrications and lies. So they tried to tiptoe around the topic. And so when he was asked about this, and which he said, what happened last year is the Israeli government designated these organizations. This is according, uh, this is what Ned Price said. We have not followed through with any designations, nor have we changed our approach to these organization. organizations. In other words, the State Department does not view these organizations a, as a, as terror groups. But what a weak statement! What, yeah. What what a com, what a completely weak weak statement. I mean, it's the most supportive thing, obviously, that uh, the State Department can can say about Palestine in the current uh, context, obviously. But it's a weak statement. But it basically and, and, and undermines. When he, and when it undermines he was, it. And when he was asked about the CIA finding, he did not want to comment on this. Of course. I mean, listen. I mean, it's a simple formula. Supposedly, Israel. We know how they fabricate things. They bring dossiers and they, 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 they testify. They've done it against individuals, not just organizations. Saying this person is a terrorist, and then this, and then the U.S. government and the Attorney General takes their word as evidence without actually uh, corroborating this. And now. The CIA, which is supposedly the government's reliable source, the CIA uh, intelligence source, the CIA, they said, hey, we investigated this. That's nonsense. And the State Department, neither the State Department nor the White House the will is, <laughs> is willing to say these are lies. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're again, election context. We're coming across, coming up to the midterm elections. Uh, there's been blowback in the Dem- in the Democratic Party and in the Biden administration against progressive elements within the Democratic Party. Uh, their State Department continues to be spineless about any issue related to Palestine, including, you know, the murder of a U.S. citizen, um, uh, the Al Jazeera journalist uh, Al Makna. So we're we're in a context right now, Jamal, where. The apartheid regime can continue to get away with murder, literally and figuratively, political murder against Palestinian civil society. And all we can get from the State Department and the U.S. government is some sort of weak acknowledgement that they're not going along with it. And, and of course, the European Union is more is more um, upfront and honest about it. But, you know, let me... Let me... I should say a handful... Maybe handful. a little bit more than a handful of U.S. Uh, legislators have publicly oh, really? criticized Name? Israel's terror designation. Last month, Congresswoman uh, Ayanna Presley and 21 other Democrats sent a letter to Antony Blinken, uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, 
and uh, uh, Avril Haines, the director of national intelligence, urging the U.S. government to stand up to to the Israeli government lies, basically. The, the lawmakers yeah. wrote, and I'm quoting here from their letter, a reported lack of evidence to support this decision raises concerns that it may be a deeply repressive measure uh, designed to criminalize and silence prominent and essential Palestinian human rights organizations. So is this not part of what an apartheid regime does? It's exactly what apartheid oppressive regimes who are occupying another people do. This is what happened in South Africa in terms of silencing any kind of opposition to the apartheid regime in South Africa. So the 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 Israeli playbook is an apartheid playbook. And, you know, going after civil society like this, in this way, some of the most revered, you know, organizations uh, within Palestinian civil society. You know, I, I've said this many times, Jamal, I think, again, the apartheid regime has overplayed their hand. I mean, even though it was a weak response from the uh, State Department, you know, from Ned Price, you know, pretty much no one is buying this. No one is coming out. We don't even see the, uh, and, and maybe you can correct me from if I'm wrong, I haven't read it. Even the crazy MAGA crowd hasn't come out and said, oh, thank goodness uh, the apartheid regime is cracking down on these terrorist organizations. That hasn't come out at least. So we we find that in this current context in which we, you know, our political context now, the number one idea on Americans' minds right now is not the economy, is not uh, inflation. It's interesting, in an NBC poll that just was published yesterday, the number one uh, thing on Americans' minds right now as we approach the midterm elections is the threat to democracy. So while, while, while the American electorate is so consumed and concerned about threats to our own democracy here, the apartheid regime continues to get away with murder, political uh, assaults on Palestinian civil society. I think it's part and parcel of their overall plan of engaging and deepening the apartheid process, irrespective of who's in government there. We've talked about that a million times. This uh, current government, even though it's the opposition to Benjamin Netanyahu, is just as aggressive, just as oppressive, and just as engaged in promoting this apartheid practice as any other previous regime, with the patina, the cover of being so-called, I don't even, I, I, it makes me sick to say this, the quote, center left. I mean, it's it's bizarre to say that about the current regime. They're so, they're so uh uh, you know, um, oppressive and engage in the uh, occupation practices of their regime. So, you know, they're getting away with it, Jamal. Who's going to stand up to them right now with this kind of uh, with this kind of thing? Who's going to stand up? Well, we know uh, the history that Palestinians have to stand up for their own rights, and and what what you said is absolutely correct, Jess. And I'll add to it. Now, I think they they, they have a multi prong approach, at least it includes three things. You, you said that Israel has been labeled uh, an apartheid state by Human Rights Watch, by Amnesty International, by the United Nations, by its own human rights organization, B'Tselem, by its, for, by its own uh, former attorney general. That label has stuck. It's, it's there. They're, they have been trying to get rid of this label by all means. Right. They, they, it, it hasn't worked. I mean, including 
Israel surrogates right here in, in the United States and that denial and, and even, uh, you know, at the uh, press conference, which we'll get to it with uh, bet- between uh, Mahmoud Abbas and the German Chancellor. Mahmoud Abbas described Israel as apartheid and he dis- the, the press chancellor, he said, well, we don't use this language. That was his thing, <laughs> you know, you know, as if Germany is uh, the authority on, on apartheid. But anyway... They have been trying to get rid of this label, just and so they have been trying to create distractions. Okay, so it's kind of like tit for tat. Now the Palestinians, actually, it wasn't the Palestinians; it's Israel's action that exactly. earned them that label. The Palestinians exactly. have been crying that Israel is an apartheid state for the past seven decades, and 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 eventually, human rights organizations played catch up. I mean, in, in, in their reports, they're basically when Amnesty International right. came up with its, its conclusion and, 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 and they published a, 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 you know, a long report. I don't know what was it, 500 page report or something yeah. like this. Yeah. They were using all these evidence that has been uh, accumulating uh, uh, a proof. But really, if, if you ask a 10 year old Palestinian kid about life in, in, in Palestine, in Jerusalem, or in, in, in anywhere in, in there, they will tell you it's, uh, it's definitely discriminatory. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's apartheid. So now Israel has earned itself that label by the international community. But, so but they it's respond not... by saying, right, Palestinian organization, because the next step really. Because they, 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 it's it's hard, easier for them to target Palestinian human rights organization than target their own human rights organization. Exactly. Why don't why don't they go and shut down Beth Salem uh, or Yesh Din offices? Those are Israeli uh, human rights organizations because they have the same finding. Uh, Beth Salem has been documenting Israeli uh, attacks on 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 Palestinian farmers. They have been documenting all this illegal arresting of kids and killing of children and etc they didn't go after them they went after palestinian organizations that are funded by the way by in, in the international community you know that's where they get their resources uh, uh, mostly mostly from i think then the second thing that's also a tactic for them because now they know what's the next step when you have apartheid you have accountability. The United Nations already said it's it's apartheid. Is is they is they've been battling? They've been also uh, always putting that lid on the Palestinians going to the International Criminal Court right. Right. and charging Israel with crimes against humanity. Because right. you know apartheid is defined. It's simple label crimes against uh, crimes against humanity, and that's I think their next threat. Like if you do this. We're gonna label you all terrorists, and and then and 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 we're gonna put you in jail. We're gonna kill you. We're gonna deport you. Which, by the way, they've done that to just to let you know, they've already arrested some right. of the executive directors of these organizations. They've right. interrogated them. They've also banned them from being in Jerusalem, like you know, to come back to their hometown and 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 things like this. They play they play this 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 game. And and the last thing I would say, this action, just which is very important, because it's like it's smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors because of the latest heinous murder of journalist Sharin Abu Akli 
which attracted a lot of international right. condemnation. Right. And that's actually, we're not done with that. That that's has right. investigation, this nonsense investigations, and the State Department tiptoeing around it, and, and etc. It's not done. It's not done with, and this is a detraction. So now we start like thinking about what's happening today and, and, and questioning are these, uh, are, are, you know, these organizations, are they terror groups? Or do they have any attachment to the PLFP? You know, I see like, you know, how, how that game been played. It has been played before. Creating that that smoke and mirror and detraction, and then people will start would stop talking now because people now are not talking about Shirin Abu Akhle. They're no. talking about about Israel shutting down these human rights organizations. It's a classic. It's it's the classic Hasbara approach, Jamal, which you know very well. We've been talking about. Uh, it's this old old Hasbara approach where. You know, they get labeled as an apartheid state. They get uh, I they get criticized by the international community for their extrajudicial assassination. Uh, in this case, an extrajudicial assassination of a journalist and American citizen, and are not held accountable. So it's the the, the Hasbara machine starts churning away and coming up with uh, an event to take people's minds and attention away from it. And it is, you know, this classic uh, apartheid technique that the Israeli regime uses, which is blaming the victim. The Palestinians are being victimized by Israeli apartheid, by their occupation, by their oppression. And so now it's the classic technique, blaming them, blaming the people who are under oppression, who are being occupied, who are trying to resist this really brutal apartheid practice. Now, the thing is, that's kind of interesting, Jamal, is that outside of the United States, no one is buying this uh, rubbish, this uh, Israeli uh, rubbish about these civil society organizations. It's complete rubbish. No one is buying it. So my question to you is, do you think this is more for their domestic consumption, given that they're also getting ready for a big election? Not even that, uh, just because for their domestic uh, consumption, actually what was for their domestic consumption was the recent slaughter of Palestinian children in attack on Gaza, because that's the number one go-to for Israeli politicians running uh, for an office is to show, you know, that's their macho thing. We can, you know... uh, drop bombs uh, on, on Gaza. So they've done that. I I think their own society, because if if you read Israeli newspapers, including the conservative conservative ones, they're not buying it. Including, and I'm just saying that when you say that you have human rights organizations, you have civilians, you have uh, uh, intellectuals, you have people who have proven have a track record uh, about their work, and you label them as terror groups, because like no one even within the Israeli media is buying it not even the israeli society they just like they just shrug bury it their heads yeah. if they don't do anything they just bury their heads in the sand and pretend nothing is going the, going on but everyone knows that uh, israel has turned into an apartheid state and then you mentioned that outside the united states but I actually i, I want to correct you on this i don't think any politician even the most ardent supporter of israel is buying it. 
It just and that's that's the fact. I don't think they believe it because they have seen the CIA report. Believe me, if there was one shred of evidence that these organizations engaged in terror or received money, you know, because you know how the United States will crack down on right. on on, on right. sources of fund, etc., the United States would have said that the State Department, Net Price would have said that. Just like they 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 parrot always, like Israel has the right to defend itself. They would have said these organizations are terror group because they know it's a bunch of lies. Unfortunately, the difference is those people who are not speaking out, they are scared right. because you said that. We have our own elections, you know, the midterm elections. The Democrats are not doing that well. And and now there is this jockeying for positions, and no one is willing to risk it and criticize Israel or use the A word saying Israel is an apartheid state. The few, you know, like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and, and you know, the squad, they, they'll use that. But other than that, they will not. So they want, they don't, but they, I don't believe they don't know the facts. That's one thing. I don't think they don't know the facts. They know the facts. They just choose. They just choose not to say something about it. No, I think that's exactly right, Jamal. And uh, you know, this is yet another uh, way in which that um, the desperation. I mean, you know, we we've talked about this, and I think this is another great example. The the uh, political elite in an apartheid state, uh, in terms of what they can t- do next now. It's they're so desperate. This is kind of an act of desperation to label these civil society organizations as terrorist terrorist organizations. As as we've been saying, nobody believes it, but they're doing it. And I do think there is another angle out of desperation that they have because they are losing the they're losing the they've lost the moral battle completely and unequivocally. The ethical moral battle on the world stage, the apartheid regime has lost. They are an apartheid regime. They're an occupying power. Everybody kind of knows it. Whether they're acknowledging it openly or not, everybody kind of knows it now. So for them to do this now, I can only speculate and believe and kind of suspect that it's part of, you know, what every kind of occupier tries to do, whether it's Russia or the apartheid regime, is exact a psychological pressure on the people that it's trying to control and occupy with the idea that if they keep doing these aggressive, oppressive things, that maybe someday people will just accept being occupied. I mean, they've been trying it for plus 70 years, right, Jamal? It's never worked. It never will work with Palestine. It'll never work with Palestinians. But I got to think that this is part of their kind of twisted, kind of delusional attempt to psychologically say, okay, we're going to put more pressure on Palestinians to just, quote, give up. Yeah, and and also uh, it is connected with the uh, BDS, with the boycott divestment uh, movement. Yes. Because they know one thing. I mean, apartheid leads to boycott. You know, they, they go hand hand in hand, right? And and they shrugged off as uh, we've discussed several times on this show, 
the effectiveness of the BDS, uh, you know, we can go way back to uh, um, Benjamin Netanyahu saying right. that this is just like a fad, it's going to go away. And then after uh, a few months, Israel decided to pour uh, millions of shekels uh, and create an entire department to uh, to combat BDS and including uh, you know of course APAC and 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 their surrogates right here in Congress mounted a major major attack plus aside from the fundraising that was done by Sheldon Adelson and, right uh, and Haim Saban in, in in Las Vegas people forget about these things raising millions of dollars to combat BDS but then when that all started you didn't have the official I would say official apartheid label the official right. apartheid label even including when their own organization B'Tselem started saying it until it really hit them hard until Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International right. and Nations uh, recognized this and and with that their fear is if the label because how do you, how do you prove that you have apartheid if you don't have uh, human rights organizations documenting every action that Israel takes. Exactly. You know, yeah, documenting exactly. it on video, and, uh, interviewing people, seeing what they're doing on a daily basis, the ethnic cleansing, the appropriation of water and resources of Palestinians, the roads that they build that Palestinians cannot travel, uh, cannot use or travel. Uh, you know, that's all now documented by several of these organizations. That's their work. The abuse that happens with the children. I mean, when you talk about the organization, let's look at the organization again, Jess. The names of the organizations is very telling, I mean, about their work. The Union of Agriculture Work Committee. Do you know what they do? They focus on all the abuse that Israel uh, ex- ex- extracts on, on, on Palestinians, the settlers uprooting their olive trees. Right. Uh, their water resources that their settlements basically deprive uh, Palestinians from accessing their water uh, resources. Another organization, the Defense for Children International. How many Palestinian kids have been through Israeli jails? How many of them have been killed? How many of them have been maimed? Well, that's exactly right, Jamal. And that's why I think, you know, they, they continue to act out of desperation. And unfortunately, you know, for Palestinians, their acts of desperation continue to cause severe economic uh, hardship because when they close these organizations down, as you mentioned before, they either arrest the executive directors, but the organizations are not able to continue to do their work. It's another attempt by this apartheid regime to undermine the economic, uh, the, the ability of Palestinians to economically take care of their families and survive. Well, the the most important thing, aside from closing them, now they're going physically and yeah, shut, shutting, shutting them, them down right. and, and 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 destroying their their, their equipment and, right. and and basically really blackmailing, blackmailing people who work there, calling them and uh, the Shabak, the Israeli intelligence uh, there. Uh, has been right. contacting these individuals and calling them for interviews and or threatening them that they're going to end up in in jail because you know when first they labeled them what was what was the whole uh, reason behind labeling them as such is to prevent the source of income that's right that was 
that was basically that was basically the most important the most important thing right. is really to put the pressure the, the, by the, by really designate this designation of of terror was intended to dry up uh, the european funding in particular because yeah, they get that's the, right. the street, to drive the european funding streams to the palestinian ngos and but but this tactic was uh, has 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 proved to be unsuccessful so they didn't succeed in doing that and that's why now they went physically shutting them down well it'll 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 continue to backfire i mean the the entire world knows that this is an apartheid state the bds movement continues to you know um get tremendous success and engagement from uh from from the entire world not just human rights organizations but the entire world this will backfire this will continue to cause a moral decay of the apartheid regime society and that's the only way to describe it it's like a, a rot a moral decay among the israeli society and this is just another example of it um we should probably spend a little time on Abu Mazen's uh, comments with the Chancellor Olaf Schultz. It was kind of kind of an odd thing, Jamal. Should we transition to that? Yeah, yeah you're listening to Arab Talk on KPOO San Francisco 89.5 FM. That's actually our next topic. I would say we'd spend more time, not a little time, uh, discussing this, but uh, for um, those who have not been following this, but, you know, uh, uh, Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas uh, was in, in Germany and uh, he met uh, with the German uh, Chancellor Olaf uh, Scholz and they had a press conference. And so this <laughs> things were going okay, just kind of like uh, routine uh, uh, things going on. And then... Uh, basically, I think a reporter uh, set right. a trap uh, right. for, for Mahmoud for Mahmoud Abbas, which and he, he fell into it, <laughs> and he fe- he fell into it. Which, by the way, I've actually my answer was this: everything that Mahmoud Abbas had said was correct, except when he got into the Holocaust trap, uh, right. which he shouldn't have even even gone there. But uh, basically, this was a question in response to a question on whether he would apologize for the 1972 Palestinian attack on Israeli athletes in in Munich that the question was about that to kind of you know since he was uh, since he was on on German soil right and Mahmoud Abbas said <clears throat> and this translating from 1947 until today Israel has committed 50 massacres in 50 Palestinian villages, and then he goes on naming some of these villages, their Yassins, etc. And then he then he added 50 slaughters. Okay, we're doing fine. Well, he was just doing fine because actually <laughs> Israel has slaughtered, has committed more than 50 massacres. Right, right. Today. Quite a few more. Yeah. So that's why I said there is nothing wrong about what he said. And that should be actually said more and more because up till today, Israel has been committing massacres. The, the recent one just happened a few days ago in Gaza, right. uh, when they killed children and then tried to blame Palestinians for killing their own children. And then now they finally admitted that the five kids that they killed in the cemetery, it was, the, it was an Israeli bomb that killed them, not uh, 
a Islamic Jihad rocket, as they claimed before. So then he added, yeah, it said 50 slaughters, and then he goes 50 holocausts. That's- hey, so I'm, I'm curious, Jamal, did you listen to what he said in Arabic? Because that's the English translation from 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 Germany, right? But did you actually yes, listen yes, to yes. The- this? Yes, is, this is basically, I'm oh, giving okay. you a, a loose translation. He did use the Holocaust word. He was saying, you know, you're asking us to apologize, basically what he was trying right. to say about what happened in Munich and, and when Israel has slaughtered Palestinians, 50, and he just threw that number off the top of his Got head. Got you it. know, and then he went on. They're Yassin, they committed a massacre in Gaza, they committed a massacre Tantura, they gave a you know, he named some of these massacres and then 50 slaughters, like in other words, why don't you ask when Israeli politicians go there, why don't you ask them if they will apologize to Palestinians for all these massacres and slaughters? And then he went to an area where he shouldn't have gone there. No one should be like discussing this, especially since it was in Germany. That's exactly, the, exactly. where the Holocaust happened. Exactly. And, and throw that. And that's why all hell broke loose. And this is... Uh, Sadly, this is what happens, you know, like Palestinians have the right message and then they blow, they blow, <laughs> they say something that they destroy it. And this is. Well, but then that becomes the story instead of what, what Abu Mazen said in terms of the historical context and reality of all the massacres that the Israeli apartheid regime has committed against Palestinian civilians and 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 destruction of Palestinian villages that we we've spoken about and is well known. What gets reported on is this singular statement about the fifty Holocaust, which he should have never said, should have never mentioned. And um, yeah, there's no so, way to say he blew it. He really so this, blew it. This story becomes bigger just because now, basically. The Berlin police, this is the most recent story, have ov- opened uh, a preliminary investigation against Mahmoud Abbas <laughs> over his, because this, you know, it's against the law to, to say something about the Holocaust in Germany. And he, they opened, yeah, exactly, a preliminary investigation over his comments. Uh, and then uh, the uh, this was confirmed, uh, basically a report on Friday that I was read, reading by German Daily Bill that Abbas was being investigated for possible incitement to hatred. That's from Israel, from, sorry, from German media. Uh, for, for possible, yeah, incitement to hatred after receiving a formal criminal complaint, downplaying the Holocaust. This is what the basis of the charge. Right. Downplaying the Holocaust is a criminal offense in Germany. But the opening of a of a preliminary inquiry doesn't automatically entail a full investigation. So this, so there is the thing. Then the Germans foreign ministry said that Abbas, as a representative of the Palestinian Authority, would enjoy immunity from prosecution because he was visiting the country in an official capacity. I see. Okay. okay. Then so then there is the caveat. Okay, so there is a debate. This is not the end of it. Germany doesn't recognize the Palestinian, basically, state of Palestine as a sovereign state. So he may not have the protection. And then. that's a position Schultz reaffirmed Tuesday. 
So it all depends on how how far they want to play uh, these uh, politics and how far the Israeli Israel will put pressure on Germany. But Mahmoud Abbas could be banned or could be arrested in the future if he decides to visit Germany if they keep that case going against him. Well, you know, Jamal, I don't even know what to say. There are so many ridiculous things about this. And, you know, I'm going to just put aside for two seconds the kind of poor judgment of Abu Mazen. Poor judgment, bad decision. He was doing fine until he brought up this thing about the 50 Holocaust, for sure. He's, you know, he whoever's his handler now, you know, or he was free associating on his own, he blew it. But how ironic so, is so, so I just want to say also oh, that he did apologize. He kind of backed oh he did backed on 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 his statement. We should we should say that. But go ahead because I want to comment on something else because what happened also revived his popularity, which he had pretty much yeah. sinking sinking popularity. Yeah, yeah. So now in the eyes of Palestinians, they're happy. They are actually his his stock has risen uh, not because he said the word Holocaust, because usually Mahmoud Abbas just doesn't go that far in criticizing Israel and saying that they are committing massacres and naming towns and villages. Israel had committed these massacres. So the Palestinians are saying, whoa, that's really great. Finally, you are condemning and you're saying saying these things with the exception of, again, the Holocaust. So so like what I'm saying is, in fact, nobody has been talking about Mahmoud Abbas. Uh, he has been overshadowed uh, by what's happening in Gaza, of course. Of course. But people talk about Hamas, they talk about Islamic Jihad, and they kind of like, you know, people are waiting to see what's going to happen after, you know, you know if there's going to be a change in power. You know, Mahmoud Abbas hasn't left his... his uh, they, Basically, I think it's, he's been 12 years over his uh, yeah, stay. Yeah, 12 years, yeah. Uh, after he he promised elections and said he wouldn't run again, and it's been 12 years that the Palestinian civil society, speaking of which, has not had elections for the you know for the presidency so yeah that that's a whole other story i mean but that's why i'm saying now you know he's chastised internationally in germany of course in europe persona maybe he might become persona non grata but in palestine now he's popular it already well, increased but, his popularity. But his, his, his stock was pretty low jamal in, in palestine so the, he didn't have anywhere to go but to go up and it's too bad that he had to make a comment like that in order to get his stock up. But I want to point out another kind of ridiculousness about the German government. So because they're they're like all in, they're leaning in and all in on calling, you know, uh, Russia an occupying force and supporting the Ukrainians' ability to defend against occupation, and they're, sla- they're being slaughtered right now. And here we go again with the hypocrisy with Olaf Scholz and his, you know, and his position, and, and you know, coming down and slamming you know, um, Abu Mazen, Mahmoud Abbas, for this one comment, when in fact there's all this you know, kind of Again, hypocrisy about, you know, one occupation being okay, the other one not being okay. And it's just like the political world is kind of 
it's beyond hypocrisy right now. Well, right? it is it is beyond hypocrisy and beyond bizarre because uh, anyone should apologize. It's Germany uh, for its action during World War II against uh, the Holocaust 100%. and against invading other countries and 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 the murder of millions uh, and killing of millions of people. And then, you know, so I don't see Germany as a bastion of democracy or also to, to talk about uh, apartheid and, 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 and decide see, what is apartheid and what is not apartheid. See, I think, I think it gave Olaf Schultz uh, a, a political win because it made him look, you know. Actually, no, he actually was criticized because he said he did not respond right away. Uh, so he had to say something about it later on. I the Israelis it. attacked him. In Israel, they, 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 they just said he should have like stopped that uh, press conference. He should have <laughs> said something right. He actually made his comments later. Okay. And so he also, people are not happy with him. You but know. Why, why is this a story, man? When we, when, with what's happening in, in Palestine right now in terms of the, the slaughter of women and children and civilians, with what's happening in Ukraine, with what's happening globally, with being on the precipice of a of a nuclear disaster right now, really, Jamal, and we're we're talking about this instead, and and Olaf Schultz is talking about this instead. I mean, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Well, unfortunately, 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 I have to say, Abbas brought it uh, on himself because he should have stopped what he said was and that's why Palestinians supported him for finally speaking out and saying about all these horrible massacres that okay, Israel commit, but, committed but then he started free associating <laughs> and 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 said something that he shouldn't have said and uh, of course it has a multiplier effect when you say exactly. it right there in Germany. Exactly. You know, he doesn't know when to speak, unfortunately, and he doesn't know when to keep quiet. And 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 that is the problem. That's the sad story, kind of like after he said what he had to say, then he shot himself in the foot. But I would say one notable uh, article I actually read today, which was written by Amira Haas, and she was Aside maybe from, I haven't seen anything else. Maybe Gideon Levy comment, uh, wrote something, but because, of course, in Israel, they've been very angry and they were now, you know, uh, um, don't want to meet again, uh, asking their prime minister not to contact, you know, Mahmoud Abbas, etc. But as I said, he, he backtracked on these words, but she wrote, this is what Amira has wrote, in Haaretz, our Holocaust, uh, talking about the Jewish Holocaust, lasted 12 years. And Zionism has been benefiting from it mm-hmm. ever since. The Palestinians' non-Holocaust, she says, the Palestinians' non-Holocaust has already been going on for 70, right, 75 years. Wow. Those are the words. So she understood, you know, that what he was talking about is the pain and suffering that Palestinians have been going through for the past 75 years. I mean, we we don't have to go dig back. He's going to 1947, you know, I mean, when you talk about 
you know, the terrible Holocaust you're talking about the forties, and then he's going to go back and talk talks about 1947 for Palestinians as far as citing uh, you know pain and suffering and 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 and, and massacres. They don't have yeah. to go that far. Maybe they don't have to go that far. It's, maybe you know, maybe Amira Hash should be Abu Mazen's uh, press uh, spokesman. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, people shouldn't indulge like indulge no. himself to start no. comparing the no. Holocaust to other massacres and other no. things. I mean, no, it's no. a it's it's not it's a losing proposition, especially when the question of Palestine. You have. You have history on the side of Palestinians in Palestine. You have the we have the moral authority on the Palestinian side, unequivocally. And for him to make that comment is really undermining. And he, you know, he he, regardless of what it did for him in terms of domestic uh, opinion, Jamal, bad move, bad move. Of course it is, and and that's why I said instead of focusing or or shining the spotlight, you as a representative of the Palestinian people, when you travel, you want to talk about factual things that happen to your people, exactly. whatever. Stay away from these things, you know. Like exactly, like I said, he he doesn't know what when to say and when not to say, you know, and and that's why now. It really overshadowed because the momentum is with the Palestinians, as we talked about. I mean, that's why Israel exactly. is so des- desperate attacking its Palestinian civil society, and and that's why interna- the international community is labeling Israel as an apartheid state. You have enough evidence to show the atrocities and the human rights violations that Israel commits on a daily basis. Right, and that's the real story. That's the real that's story. the real story. Yep. So I so uh, I don't know what is going to be the end to this story. If this is going to continue, of course it. We know Jamal. Of course it's going to continue. The 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 apartheid regime will milk every ounce of blood from this rock. There's no doubt that it will continue because they've got nothing. So we expect that this story will continue. Uh, Olaf Schultz will continue to get hammered, undoubtedly. And this kind of Hasbara, you know, Hasbara campaign will continue, there's no doubt. In my mind. I mean, I don't see the story going away quickly. But we want to remind our listeners and viewers, the real story is re- the, the <laughs> recent attacks on Palestinian civil society. And and actually, if the international, even though there there is condemnation, but if they don't take action, it will be disastrous, in my opinion. Well, absolutely. To allow, to allow Israel to criminalize whenever whenever they want to, you know, these Israeli politicians criminalize basically anyone or any Palestinian organization as as a terror group and shut it down. It it just has a major impact, uh, you know, that's on the on the ground. And that's the real story, hundred percent. You've been listening to Arab Talk on KPOO San Francisco eighty nine point five FM. Uh, go to our website arabtalkradio.com to download the latest episodes, and we will talk to you next week. See you next week.